understanding that failure is a rite of passage. Like inevitably, I'm going to fall and quote unquote, feel a sense of failure and disappointment. But along the way, as long as I can collect some tangible takeaways and lessons, I can refuse to make that mistake again, or I can try to not make that mistake again, or I learn something new and step forward. As long as I keep moving forward in any direction, I'm winning. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Okay, today's guest is truly a cosmic change maker and an absolute force of nature. Her path from TV stardom on the hit show One Tree Hill to now opening an outdoor cycling studio called Recess in her hometown community in North Carolina shows that she is truly a modern day Renaissance woman. And more importantly, someone I see as a woman who really honors her own truth. She has run a successful digital media brand. She is an arts-minded person. She's an entrepreneur. And the most excited thing that I'm um, looking forward to tapping into today is how she is someone who I believe really knows how to pivot, to stay in alignment with her truth. She is someone who I believe truly embodies the concept that authenticity is not only magnetic, but it is also magic. Hello, Bevan. So excited to have you here. That intro, I mean, can I get a copy, please? Because that's how I want to be seen all the time. It's overwhelming. Like I always heard on our podcast, like guests would come in, they they had a hard time receiving that. And I was like, why? It's who you are. And I just had a really hard time receiving that. But I'm going to sit in it and I'm going to breathe it in. I'm going to take it. Thank you so much for that beautiful intro. Breathe that in, receive it. (laughs) Truly, it was hard to even limit that. I wrote first what was legitimately a love letter, like a page long (laughs) in a Google Doc. I was like, okay, just edit. Feel free to send that on. Sometimes I need it. Like open this and you're having a hard day. (laughs) I'm going to keep it in my pocket. Well, I'm so excited to chat with you today about your journey and of course, dive into your chart so we can talk all about your superpowers, your stardust. But before we do that, I would just love to hear a little bit more about you. So you are, the word that kept coming to mind was mutable magic. Mutable is an astrology term of someone who can do anything, who has a million different talents, who's lived many lives in one life. And someone who just comes into an industry or does something that's already been done before and adds like their own magic and their own twist to it. So on that note, I would just love to hear, there's so many places we can jump off, but I know that you're back in your hometown in North Carolina right yeah. now, right? This year brought you, brought you there back to your roots. Yes, we are back at the beach in the cell. So why don't you just tell everyone a little bit about your journey, um, specifically, you know, starting off growing up in the town you're in and how that led you to what I would say is probably one of the things that I know everyone's gonna have the most questions on. How did you end up on a hit TV show like One Tree Hill? (laughs) Just hanging out. It was seriously an accident, but the best. I'll try to keep this as short and sweet as possible because, you know, obviously I could spend the entire time we have together rolling through my journey. Who doesn't love to look back and write their own story, right? (laughs) So I actually grew up two hours west of where I am now in Cary, North Carolina. Mom and dad are still together. Sister, my very best friend, my partner in crime, like my hero. She's everything to me. And, you know, went to high school, then went to NC State for a year to do dance team, you know, like one does. And then UNCW opened up their film program. I immediately transferred to UNCW because it was the only film program in the state. And they had Dawson's Creek here and things were going on. And so I knew it'd be a good opportunity for me to come and integrate myself into that world. Now, what I thought I was going to do in film, I'm not quite sure. You know, there's always been a part of me who was like, I'll be an actress, but I, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't study it really. Like I did a couple plays maybe when I was younger, but I was like, I think I just wanted more attention. 
and some like special privileges possibly, I think is what I really wanted. So I uh, was at school at UNCW interning in the casting office thinking that maybe I would go into casting. And the guy sitting next to me at the casting office was like, we need cheerleaders for this new show that's coming. And I remember specifically, I had this thought. I was like, I'm going to get on that show. And it was one of those things that I can't explain if it was just me being naive or it was me being like aligned and or manifesting. I have no idea. I was too young to probably even process what was happening. So um, he asked me if I wanted to be submitted to be an extra. So I started as an extra while I was in college making $75 for like 16-hour days. But I remember really taking it seriously in the sense that like my job was to walk across the screen. But when they asked me to do it, I took it very seriously. When it was time to shake my pom-pom, like I shook it harder than anybody else. I integrated myself into the world. I showed up. And I think because we were removed from Hollywood... We all got to know each other really well. And I got to know the producers and the writers and the cast. And eventually they just started to write for me. And it was the best education I could have ever had as far as acting goes and acting on television. So there was a year that we weren't sure if we were going to get another season and the other actors went back to LA. So I went with them and I was back and forth from LA and North Carolina as the show continued. And I looked at the producers one year and for better or worse, I was like, I really want to give it a full try in LA to see if I could, you know, maybe get my own pilot, my own TV show, my, you know, have a bigger role, have things, you know, happen on a different level. So I asked them if I could, you know, come back a limited amount and I stayed in LA. And obviously I didn't book the pilots, but <laughs> at the same time, I got a lot of life experience and, you know, booked a couple things here and there and then decided I was going to start to utilize my production degree. So I worked for three executive producers for ABC and NBC, and they were top tier gentlemen that just kind of took me in and showed me the ropes and let me learn what they were doing. And I still was unhappy and I didn't know what I wanted. And I was like, if I could wake up and do anything tomorrow, what would I do? And I was like, I think I would act. So I went to grad school at Savannah College of Art and Design and got my master's in performing arts and graduated valedictorian, which was a whole nother thing that was so interesting and new to learn about myself. So casual. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand. So I uh, graduated from SCAD and then decided I was going to try the East Coast, thinking I was going to stay for just a year. Came up to New York for one year and then met my husband and decided I think I'm staying on the East Coast now. I was working for this executive producer in New York at the time while I was still auditioning and I was having to hide all my auditions. And it felt really icky. And I got really close to getting this big role in the Showtime series. And I remember I was sneaking out saying I had doctor's appointments and things like that. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. So post One Tree Hill, I quit that job and I wait tables for the first time in my life at 28 years old. It was something I was incredibly proud of. Like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get whatever it is that I want. Being, you know, an outdoor kid, feeling really claustrophobic in New York City, I knew I had to try something new. No matter how small it is, I just always find when I feel this sort of like tension, I need to experience something new. Doesn't matter what it is. And I thought cycling was absolutely ridiculous. Indoor cycling, like why would anyone do that? It's stupid. You're on a bike dancing to music. I couldn't figure it out. But I stumbled into a soul cycle one day and I looked up and I was like, oh, 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 that's what I want to do. That's what I'm doing next. After talking to them for a while and learning how to ride the bike, I eventually got to do that. And then seven years later, became a master instructor, worked for the development team and the talent training team. And then COVID happened. I knew I'd always wanted a little bit more control of my own career and, and to be able to step out onto something else. So my husband and I came down to Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina, where my family's been for the past 15 years, where I really call home. And we both fell in love with it. And we're kind of like, what are we doing right now? New York doesn't feel like the city it was. We can work from anywhere currently. Let's come down here. And then he really encouraged me to kind of step out and start my own version of what it is that I've been doing for the past you know, 10 years of my life. And so reached out to a bunch of friends, eventually got a small business loan and bought some bikes. But before the loan came in, I had to order things like a $30,000 tent that I was charging to my own personal credit card, terrified if all this was going to work out. Oh my God. And then I bought all these bikes and set up this tent and it's all been just like, we'll figure it out as we go. Hired two amazing women that are working with me to help really generate this business. And 
we're just having a blast. And now we're at a point where we have had our first two sold out weekends back to back. Yeah. And really bringing some joy and movement and breath and expression to a community that really doesn't have any sense of that right now, right? A little bit of normalcy, a little bit of connection and community. It's just been a dream. That's a long story long. I love a long story long. I was just lost in that. And like, I just went on a journey and I just needed to, I'm like, "Mm." I saw all of that. I was with you. And what I loved about it as, you know, I looked at your birth chart before this, but I like to let the chart speak to me intuitively when we're together, but I was peeking (laughs) and everything you're saying, I'm like, yep, that's her Scorpio rising. Yep. That's her, you know, mid heaven and Leo can't help but shine anywhere she goes. I was like, But really the things, the takeaways that I heard that I think that a lot of people could relate to or just feel like, wow, really inspired by. And the things that I was like reminding myself, like live more like that. Your conviction of just knowing when something is aligned for you or not, like, nope, this is my moment to pull the ripcord and choose now the path that is more in that alignment with me and who I really am and who I'm becoming. I love that you can honor that and kind of dive so wholeheartedly, almost like fearlessly, it sounds. I mean, I'm sure there obviously are fears. You are human. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah, so much. It's just like that that faith or that expansiveness seems to outweigh that for you. And I think that's just so important. When I was listening to you, really reminded me of just how purpose is this dynamic concept. It's not something you just find one day. I mean, some people do. God bless them. But I think to really be true to yourself and your soul, and it might not have to do with your career, but your purpose, what lights you up? What drops you into that heart center? What lights your soul on fire? What is that gift you have to share with the world? It does require a constant dialoguing. There was a book I read years ago, and I can't remember what it's called right now. I'm going to have to think of it and send it to you. But the whole concept of the book was leaning into what excites you, like whatever it is that excites you, no matter how small leaning into that and trusting that even if it's as small as like a coloring book or you know taking a walk these sort of things lead to other bigger more fulfilling experiences the more you tap into that and practice it and wholeheartedly like i've always believed in my gut that and i think it does take practice and we're able to take bigger chances and make bigger choices as we practice it more and more but understanding that failure is a rite of passage like inevitably i'm going to fall and quote unquote, feel a sense of failure and disappointment. But along the way, as long as I can collect some tangible takeaways and lessons, I can refuse to make that mistake again, or I can try to not make that mistake again, or I learn something new and step forward. As long as I keep moving forward in any direction, I'm winning. Yes. You know, I am going to actually start jumping into your chart because there's so much that I want to ask you about, but I think actually doing it through the lens of your natal chart will be interesting. It's sort of your own like story, your own blueprint. So excited. I really am. I'm, I'm so excited for this. And as always, I say with all of my birth chart readings, that this is your first one with me. My intention in this is just to have a mirror, hold it up to you of your magnificence, you know, your greatness, your superpowers, maybe some of your obstacles, but also what your opportunities are. This is never about like fortune predicting, obviously. Wait, I have to interrupt you. This is amazing because that's exactly what I say in class. My job as an instructor is just to hold up a mirror. We're just two babes holding up mirrors. <laughs> two babes <laughs> holding up mirrors. The world needs more healers. Here we more, go. Right? Just like a mirror. Here you go. <laughs> I have chills. I love that you say that because that's exactly what this is. And so obviously, I want to kind of go through the parts of your chart that are jumping out to me, but this is your ride ask the question, let's dig deeper. And I do try and make it very accessible because I know my first birth chart reading, I just sat there after in like complete shock of like, what was all those words and that jargon? And like, my biggest thing is like, what do I do now with this information? So just, you know, make it accessible. And I will leave you with some, you know, self-care RXs and hot tips for the next, you know, few months, because there's a lot of expansion going on in your chart which is probably how it always is. But the thing that I wanted to start off with and the thing that it was like jumping out to me like a red alarm when you were just talking is your Scorpio rising. Are you familiar with that? I have no idea what that means. Okay. I'm like an astrology virgin. Oh, yay. I'll be gentle. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, when we talk about astrology, so often we talk about the sun sign. 
That's great. That is just one really small piece of the puzzle. Your birth chart is this like multi-dimensional, multi-faceted, living, breathing part of you. Just your sun sign is like reading one chapter of one book and being like, okay, I got it. And you're like, wait, what? So your sun sign is really about like who you're becoming, who you're stepping into, and really how you're meant to shine, the version of you to embody, to really share your natural brilliance with the world, the sun, it lights us up, right? When you're in your sun sign and you're learning how to be in that, you're lighting up the places around you. But it's a very small component of everything else going on in your chart. I do soul-based shamanic astrology. So everything for me is about soul purpose. Someone comes to me and they're like, oh, is my boyfriend going to break up with me? I'm like, I don't care. I want to know your purpose, why you're here, your potential, what you came to do, like move on. For you, the first thing that I looked at in your chart was your rising. So your rising sign is a point on your chart and it speaks to your essence, your aura. It's what guides you. It's actually the driving part of your chart because this is where you find your chart ruler. And you are Scorpio rising, which is so interesting, everything you're saying. Scorpio is the sign that embodies transformation and embodies also rebirths. So whenever I see a Scorpio rising, they're usually someone like yourself who has lived many lives. So seeing your Scorpio rising, it's almost like you are pulled by a desire to transform over and over again into the highest version of yourself, the truest version of yourself. That rings very true. It's bigger than me. It's like a pull. Mm -hmm. Everything else could be like, stop, no, pump the brakes. And it's just like something bigger than you that's pulling you. This is why sometimes Scorpios get a bad rep in the Zodiac, which I do not tolerate like lazy astrology here. Scorpio is one of my favorite signs because it is intense. It is ride or die energy. It is like the people that you love in your life, you are there for them. And it's also Scorpio is a sign of like going deep. I'm not afraid to go there. In fact, let's go there. I don't hang out in the shallow end. Come join me in the depths. I got some you know, scuba gear for you if you can't hang, but like I'm taking you there with me. <laughs> And when you talk about that intensity of like even the shaking your pom poms, yeah, and doing it, it's just this thing of like if I'm gonna be here and be a cheerleader extra, I am going to be the best. Not even a question. Not even a question. And I love that you bring that to everything you do. Scorpio risings are also you're very magnetic. That's just the aura you give off. It's like who is that person? What is she up to? What is she about? It can make you more private and you crave vulnerability and intimacy from others, but you might be like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to share everything. Yeah. Sometimes I can keep a little like, I'll make jokes instead of being really honest. And (laughs) Right. And, And there's other parts of your chart that are super open and effusive, but there is a certain, and it's part of your mystique kind of like, no, tell me everything about your soul, but like, I'm a little, I'm a little mysterious, especially when you're just getting to know someone or in your outer image, you might not be that person who has to put every single thing on social media. You'll put up stuff, but you're not going to be like, some people literally document their whole entire lives on it. Literally. (laughs) I don't need to see you wash your face. Thank you. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So, you know, Scorpio being your chart ruler, what's something that's fascinated is that you're co-ruled. Every chart has one ruling planet. You have two. Oh, because Scorpio has the ancient ruler and the modern ruler. The traditional or ancient ruler is Mars, which is the planet that's associated with the god of war, action, its desire, its drive. It's like, I want something, I'm going for it, get on board or get the F out of my way. (laughs) Like, kind of a vibe. And it's intense and it's very passionate. And then as time wore on, astrologers were like, hey, there's this other planet called Pluto. And that really feels like it's also ruling Scorpio because Pluto is that same intensity I just talked about. But instead of it being an outward journey and seeking something outside of you, Pluto craves to go in those depths within you. That's the transformation. That's the death and rebirth, dying off of the things that are not there. It's the rebirth. It's also about power and activating that power within you. It is the thousands and thousands of dollars of therapy. (laughs) <laughs> and Pluto, exactly. Pluto, it rules subconscious, our psyche. And within you, it's this incredible part of your chart that's driving you to go out and accomplish and this desire that's this like fuel. But while you're doing that in the outer world, you're also like constantly checking yourself and going into a new depth in yourself. Finding out a new, why do I think that? Why do I do that? Where's that pattern come from? 
those two things are constantly going to drive you. Ain't no rest for the wicked. And so that was the thing when I was listening to an interview with you, I heard how you just constantly, anything you did, you did it fully. Mm-hmm. So I was laughing, like you're just casually, you know, graduated with these like <laughs> valedictorian honors. Again, like you went on a show and then they started writing the character for you. That speaks to also that magnetism. So that was really beautiful. And just so, you know, if you're reading anything about your horoscopes or if you're looking at things and you want to learn more about yourself, the Scorpio, the rising in your chart is really important because it's actually what a lot of modern horoscopes are written about or written around versus the sun sign. Do most people differentiate between which one you should be looking at when they're giving this sort of reading? They usually just say it, but like how astrologers pull charts that's like forecasting work is based on the rising. So it's fun to check both of your sun and your rising. So now you can check Libra and Scorpio. And the Libra and your Scorpio in your chart, they get along. They're next to each other. They're like, they're hanging out. Yeah. But they're like siblings. Like we grew up in the same house. Like we get it. We're, we're shoulder to shoulder, but like they could not be more different in terms of how they interact with the world and how they see things. Like the Libra in you, that sun sign that you're stepping into, your Scorpio is really pulling. The Scorpio is like your GPS. Your Scorpio is like, what motivates you, what you want to be known for. It's what gets you out of bed in the morning. Like if you're ever feeling uninspired, your Scorpio is what you want to tap into. Like, where can I transform something? Where can I take my power back? Where can I get to the bottom of something? And truly that Scorpio rising is also like very much a disruptor energy. That's so interesting. Cause even when I was talking about stumbling into the soul cycle, that's what motivates me to do anything small, to put myself in a new situation and feel a little off my rocker. It like inspires me and wakes me up in some way. Absolutely. And that's actually going to get me, bring me perfectly into your moon. So again, I'll pay some attention to your sun, but you're rising in your moon. When I learned these things about myself, I was like, oh, duh, I'm not just some hot mess. I mean, I I am a hot mess, but I'm a hot mess who understands myself because... (laughs) (laughs) that's all we can ever hope for any of us. Like I know my shit now. So I'm like, okay, cool. Because before I was like, am I creative or am I organized? Am I a business person or am I someone who just wants to live like in the woods and like forage for mushrooms? Like I'm so confused about my personality. And what I love about astrology is it just gives us permission to honor all parts of ourselves. And it gives us a vocabulary, a vernacular to be like, yep, these are the different parts of me. And this is what they might need in any given moment. Just like how I said on your journey, we're not just one thing. We're really multifaceted. So your moon is your inner world. Like your rising sign is what's like guiding you into the new frontiers. It's how you approach new you know, projects, go to new places. It's your guiding energy. It's like your navigator. It's the energy you give off. Your sun sign is probably who the world could relate to you. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. She's a Libra. Someone who's like just met you, like kind of knows you on the surface level. And then your moon sign is like the people who really know you when you're getting silly or getting weird. It's like, oh yeah, that's her true personality. And this is a lot about your inner child. And it's a lot about your intuitive, creative side. Again, it's the moon. It's the part that comes out at night. It's your truest part of you. And that is in Sagittarius. So I'm laughing because like, you don't know what that means yet. Nothing. I'm smirking to myself and that knowing astrologer way, like, mm-hmm, because The moon sign is where we're going to find two your key core emotional needs and values, which really helps because when we know that, then we can give them to ourselves. You spoke in one of your podcasts about like developing a toolkit, especially around like validating ourselves. I love that. That's why I love astrology because I'm like, here's your kit and you keep going with it and you follow all the different methodologies, but it's hard to give ourselves something if we don't even know what it is. We don't know how to articulate it. And it's really then hard to advocate that for other people. So something that's a key need for you is freedom. Yes. (laughs) Freedom. That's it. That's like your moon is kind of like your gut. It's your heart. It's that like thing in you that also like, okay, when you have that, you're like, I'm good now. I'm nourished. I'm centered. I'm grounded. And I can really like follow that internal guidance with even more clarity and more confidence and more conviction. And so your Sag moon, just I'll rattle off some things about that. Sag moon craves freedom. It craves adventure. It craves fun. That's why I love that your business is called Recess. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, that's like, it's it. That's it. I don't do it if it's not fun. Right. And you said the word joy before, like tapping into that, like joy and community through that. And I was like, yep, 
that's your Sag moon. Like, and that's one of your, again, superpowers is whenever we need something, it's an emotional need of ours. It's an intuitive desire. It's actually also something that we're meant to share with other people. So if you crave freedom and fun, you're going to attract people who crave that too. And you're like, Hey, it's so interesting. I worked with this life coach for several years. She's amazing. And when we were like working out my core values and stuff, one of the things that kept coming back for me, it was just like freedom. And in all ways, I was like, you know, financial freedom, freedom to travel when I want to, freedom to say what I want, to feel what like it was just constantly there. And it's so interesting that this is something that I spent so much money and so much time. And you just told me. First of all, I love that. And yes, this is a low key pitch just for astrology in general. I swear it's like years of therapy, self-actualization work. And you're like, oh, it's right there in black and white. Cool. Literally right there. Well, I love that. I love that that was on your core values. And for you, your moon is in the second house. And in astrology, you have, I'll send you a picture of your chart after. It's this like wheel. There's this wheel and it's this snapshot of the moment you were born. Like the moment you took your first breath, where was every planet in the sky? Where was every star? And it's not only like what the planets are in, what sign they're in. It's also important where they are in the sky. And they're creating this like language. They're ricocheting off each other. It's like you feel it. You're getting like a download of cosmic intelligence from these planets the moment you're born. And I've never understood that. Thank you for making that so clear. That was so beautiful. Oh, thank you. You're a master communicator. Well, we're going to talk about your communication in a second. I received that. Thank you. I'm going to try and not do that girl thing. It's like, no, you are. But I am. I'm fangirling for you. So (laughs) I'm just trying to be cool. Yes. So this, um, this snapshot where it is in your chart is the more that you tap into that Sag moon, it's in your second house of money, material resources, wealth, also value, self-value and self-worth. So the more that you have that freedom, the more money you're going to make, the more it's going to come easily to you, the more fun you're having. And you're also just going to feel like, yeah, damn right. That's what I'm worth. Pay me that. Double it. That's interesting to me too, because I've always had a sense along the way where we have to struggle to be successful or it has to be overworked, too much going on. You know, We're killing ourselves right, to make a dollar. And recently, I was like, I just don't believe that anymore. It was a guttural like understanding all of a sudden. I was like, I don't believe it anymore. I was like, you know what? It can be fun. It can be light. Yes, there's hard work involved, but we can giggle and laugh the whole way through it. And we can do it in a way that feels right for us where we don't have to burn ourselves out to cultivate more resources. Full body chills, full up and down. That's what we call the full body. Hell yes. And isn't that an amazing download to have? Yes. Like, there's one thing to read that and be like, okay, I get it. What you just described is really tapping into that moon energy, which is that direct revelation. But it also feels really good to, to hear that and it be reinforced, right? Just say, that's right. That's right, Bevan. Keep going. Keep going. Exactly. That's what the, the mirror, I'm just holding the mirror up. Keep going. It's validating. That's what, that thing that you felt. And it's only just begun. Because the more you understand that, the more you can lean into that and really ask yourself at every juncture, you know, when I'm making a decision, especially around my income, my wealth, you know, my, this is your second house is your things that you need to provide for yourself. Like, am I making a decision that's honoring my freedom, my sense of fun, joy, playfulness, expansiveness, adventure, or am I making the like constrictive limiting belief that's based out of fear or like not wanting to change because baby girl, you already know this, but change and adventure. I just picture you pulling this rip cord over and over again, <laughs> like a skydiver. I'm just like, bye. Like <laughs> That's what it feels like right now. It's starting to feel like that. Like I'm, I'm getting ready to jump out. Yeah. So that is absolutely. And you know, part of your core need, I just want to reiterate some things about them. Humor is so important when you do, you bring that to the table effortlessly. Like you make things fun for people. So again, I love that you even put like, I believe I read it in your bio, like making fitness fun. I, I keep coming back to this F word. We need that. Yeah. Especially as grownups, we take everything way too seriously. Like you said, whether it's making money or just fitness, we're just so like, I'm the best. I have the coolest outfit. I'm so serious. I'm. It's like, no, like we need to laugh. And that is one of your superpowers is making things fun and bringing people and expanding them out and guiding them through what might be a really difficult personal transformation process, mm-hmm. but being like, hey, it's an adventure. Like, let's go. Let's have some fun along the way. 
I need you to write the recess website because that's exactly <laughs> what we're trying to do. That's exactly what I was trying to put into words. This is like, listen here, click this, like, look at this, look at my birth chart. You get it. Okay. I, You'll understand. You'll understand everything. <laughs> and this also makes you a visionary. So you want to trust that your vision, something you probably have already experienced. And I just want to reiterate for anyone listening to this who feels the same way. Part of being a visionary is that only you understand your vision. So I imagine there's been times in life when you explain that you were going to do something to someone and they're like, what now? Yeah. And even more so like, not even specifically what I'm going to do, but how I'm going to do it. Right. You know, I understand that it's not typical and I understand that I don't have the perfect Excel spreadsheet and I understand that I don't have the perfect business partner, but here we go. Here we go. Exactly. And that's just an important thing, especially for Sagittarius moons is the only person who needs to understand your vision is you. And then you just keep taking that next step and you keep calling in that next person who can help you with the next detail, but you don't have to. In fact, you don't want everyone to understand it because you're a visionary, Yeah, right? Like it's a vision. And I love how you put that calling in the person one at a time, because people are often like, what's your full five-year plan with this? And I'm like, I don't actually think like that. I found that it doesn't give me a sense of freedom. That's exactly what it is. Full circle here. It does not give me a sense of freedom. What I like to do is I can see, okay, I want to expand in some way. What's next? I'm not sure yet. I'm going to feel it out and my gut's going to tell me when to move and to make another one. And then I'll pull that person in that I need to step up to that stuff. And then the next one and the next one. But I know it's going to keep going up. I think that's such good advice for people to hear too. We can. We can get so tripped up in the how and the details and the spreadsheets and a business plan. And we're just like also trying to prove this to who. And nobody knows what the fuck they're doing anyway. Like literally nobody. Okay. That's the takeaway. That's the soundbite from the podcast. That's just my number one tagline is like, no one knows what the fuck they're doing anyway. Like, like not even your dentist. Don't start to think about it too much. It gets really overwhelming. No, I think we've all witnessed that. There are no grownups. No one knows what they're doing. Like, I don't care. There are no grownups. That's my takeaway. So in that case, like, let me do this. Let me follow that feeling, that full body. Yes. Like you said, that truth. It's like a shock, like an illumination you feel or like an energy when you're like, that excites me and that feels yes. And you just, you know, take those next steps and they can be measured, but just calling in. You don't have to have someone who understands like your five-year plan. Also people like you with your Sag moon, you'd be so bored of that. If you knew what the next five years held, you'd be like, burn it down. Let's start again. Exactly. I start something totally new. I'd be like, I'm done with this. I know where it's going. Totally. And that leads me into something interesting. A few things I wanted to tap into in terms of like your sole purpose as you are growing, I do think that you have struck an incredible nerve in yourself with this indoor cycling that's outdoors. And there's a parts of your chart, your midheaven, your midheaven is your highest career line. It's like your purpose. It's like the funnel of how it's going to be presented out to the world, the vehicle, the platform that when you tap into this, your message can be broadcast to the most people. You can get the most recognition. You can make the most impact and be of the most service because you're reaching the most people, which I feel like is what you want to do. So your midheaven is in Leo, which is like a duh no brainer for when you were going into acting. And this is what I love about our chart, because even though it's a snapshot, it's a blueprint, the moment it's born, there are evolutions, there's frequencies, there's vibrations, there's levels of consciousness to it. And that's why I say everyone is responsible for their own chart. Like you can never be like, oh, sorry, I read online that like, I'm a Virgo. Sorry, Virgos are picky bitches. That's why I mean to you. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm responsible for owning my chart and understanding that Every part of my chart has a low and a high consciousness, as does yours. And sometimes that could be something like shadow energy to light energy, or sometimes it's just the like not pushing yourself energy into the exploding into full soul blooming, blossoming potential. And at Leo Midheaven, someone would probably look at that and be like, yep, that person should be on a stage. So that's what was probably that, that urge you were feeling growing up. Like, I want to be an actress, but I don't really know what that means. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like your, your soul's like, I should be in front of people. Like <laughs> I feel like when we're younger, a lot of these things too can manifest in just again, more like either shadowy or reductive ways of like, uh, yeah, that's what my soul is here to do. And then through your journeys and through your, you know, the challenges and the things that help you grow, you're probably realizing now that Leo Midheaven is about being on a stage. You are meant to do that. You are meant to be behind the mic on a stage broadcasting. But Leo, as the archetype, is the you know queen of the jungle. 
the regal, the royal one, but the one who embodies a sense of living from the heart. Leo is ruled by the heart and the spine. So it's like that lion-hearted energy, like standing really tall in your heart, like letting your heart be broadcast out to the world, leading with so much self-love that you want to express that and you want to follow that. And then I always say my tagline for Leo is, and then you hold space for others to do the same. That radiant self-love is like, of course, like I'm not here to steal the spotlight for you. I am my own spotlight and I want to activate your own spotlight within you. That is literally the only thing I want on this planet. The only thing I want. That's the reason I do everything. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, in the position I was in when I was acting, it wasn't very fulfilling in the sense that, you know, I wasn't tapping into big transformative roles. I was, you know, cheerleader number six or like whatever it was, or girl in bikini number two. And that never felt awesome to me. And as soon as I like started to teach, I found this way where I was getting to entertain and use my humor and be funny and support people, but also all the stuff that I was personally working on on my own time in terms of loving myself to a different level and opening myself up and being more vulnerability and more authentic and who I like and actually like not being afraid of who I am. All I've tried to do over the years is share that in some way, try to remind you whoever's there of what what is inside them and, and how beautiful that is and then allow them space to kind of work through that on their own on a bike. And it sounds crazy, but it does work. You make tiny choices on the bike that are little moments of self-love and understanding. And when you get frustrated, it comes right to the surface and you get to take a look at why that frustrates you. Mm. And you get to choose whether or not to stay in it or does your body need a moment to pull back. And these are all the really magical things that happen in the room that I feel like my purpose and what I'm really trying to do is create that space for people. I love that so much. And I love how, again, it just speaks to honoring what your purpose is, like more of like the why, the sacred why, you know, how do I want to make people feel like you have something to transmit You're a channel, like you're channeling something and the way you're bringing this through is in this class. Yeah. And like, it's just something that, you know, I find that being in service and being an open channel is like, okay, what wants to pour through from, you know, whatever we call it, the divine source, spirit, God, the universe, like what needs to come through right now? What do people need in their hearts? And like, I ask that in the middle of class to myself or I'll like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, please world divine, whatever it is, like, let me be of service today. Help me, use me, open me up, like just pour it through me. Let me be there. Hmm. How has that shifted? Doesn't that shift your life? It does. It absolutely shifts your life. It takes practice, you know, and like still like I had to kind of chip away at layers of walls that I put up over the years. I think, you know, being the Leo, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that how often are you told you're a little too much and then put up some walls over the years and then you realize that is your superpower. And so then you're chipping away at these things to be able to share it more fully over time in a way that really is the best version of you, not the thing to hide away. Oh, I just want to mirror back what you just said is exactly the thing that usually we're criticized for in the outside world, or that is too much for someone, or that we're taught to like dim or dilute within ourselves is usually our direct connection to our power, our gift, our superpower, truly. So I love that you just said that because that's a big part of understanding ourselves because that's that's us. That's who we're here to be. And sometimes it is too much for people. Or sometimes we have to figure it out and call ourselves out in our own BS. But like right there, right next to all of that is exactly that, that light, that medicine, that magic to share. I love that. Okay. So I want to hear, before we wrap up, I definitely want to hear where you see yourself headed. Like what's the next thing that lights you up? Well, this is what I was going to ask you. There is a thing in my gut that is telling me that the end of my journey is not on a bike. I feel like there's something next and I'm not quite sure what that is. Right now, I'm really focused on creating a space for new instructors and working with them really hard to help them tap into their superpower and spread that out into the world and share it. So that's one thing we're currently working on. Then I'm doing some charity work in addition to with recess itself. So we're working on some things like that. But I feel like there's also something else career-wise that I just, I don't know yet what it is. Okay. So that's, I'm, I'm nodding so vigorously and like just everything in my 
my chart wants to like interrupt you because I'm so excited right now. And I'm just like, deep breaths, Maddie, let Bevan speak. (laughs) Tell me, tell me, tell me. So yeah, when I was looking at your chart, so a few things that I just want to honor that are in your chart forever, and they're going to probably be coming out a lot over the next few years. Some Chiron is this signature we have in our chart that's essentially our wounded healer. And it's like a wound that we have that we were just born with. I love it. We all have it. I don't care if you're Beyonce, whoever, like we all have this. And it's the thing in us that is sensitive. It's tender, something we usually struggle with. But then when we learn the tools to deal with that, that's like, that's part of your big power, like share that medicine. And it's like, you know, from whence you speak. So it just hits different. It's like transformation by transmission. It's like by embodying this experience and going through it tell people on some level, I can get through this too. I can work on this part of myself. And your Chiron is in Taurus and Taurus is all around the body. And it's all about being like in your body, the human experience of being in the body. So I think the transition into going into cycling again, as you're someone, you're never going to do one thing for too long of a time. I'm just going (laughs) to give you a heads up on that. All right. Like I said, I had a feeling ain't no rest, (laughs) ain't no rest for the witchy. I'm going to change that to the, from the wicked. (laughs) That is beautiful. So for right now, though, you are like, it's like a honing in, right? It's like a becoming, it's like moving up. I would say the golden spiral staircase of life. You keep going around these like cycles and you keep getting closer and closer and closer and like honing in on something. This thing around the body, you are really meant to be a bridge between the spiritual and the physical realm. It's all tied together. We know in terms of transformation, but for you, it's like how you teach people how to be in their body as a way of processing, you know, whatever it is, pain, blockages, even trauma, or just feeling like, you know, a lot of us aren't in our bodies. We disassociate, we leave. And so your thing is to bring people in the body and then give them the spiritual experience and bringing that together and helping them in that feel so rooted and grounded. And then from there, they can do, you know, what they need to do. So for you, maybe that was something that you went through or, you know, we don't have to get too much into detail, but this thing about being in your body and really being like in a place of like deep admiration and a place of a, not just a peaceful relationship, but like in awe and like embracing your body and everything it does for you, wherever this next chapter is, that's going to be deeply like a behind the scenes. I'm so excited. I don't even know what that means. I'm like, search, my brain is moving so fast searching for it. I'm like, what is it? What is it? What is Scorpio it? Scorpio rising. I always call it the detective. It's like, bleep, 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 <laughs> internet search of the brain, setting things out here. <laughs> like literally what was just happening. I mean, I do feel like for sure, breath and movement has been a saving grace for me in terms of dealing with anxiety and depression. And, you know, it's where my best thoughts happen. It's where I communicate the best. It's where I feel my best when I am moving and actually in my body as opposed to up inside my head. Absolutely. So I'm going to throw out some words for you and I want you to think about them in terms of where you're going next. And then I'll give you a little forecasting for 2021 just to kind of round this out. This is the hardest part of my job right now is like synthesizing, you know, millions of pieces of cosmic information. Just like, what does she need to know right now? Um, so- <laughs> So some things I want you to think about definitely in the body. And this year is actually going to be a big year rooted on the word pleasure for you. Pleasure and prosperity and how they go together and how you tap into that. Pleasure as a way of receiving, pleasure as a way of enjoying where you're at, pleasure as a way of allowing more of that. It really is deeply connected to like divine feminine ability to receive. If we can receive pleasure, we can receive anything and also it makes us more present. And you know that when we're present, that's where all of our power is. This is going to be a year, literally like when I was pulling up some of your forecasting stuff on like my generic astrology software, it was like, you're back in the limelight. So it's just like, you are here. You are in the spotlight again. Last year, you know, I imagine 2020, a lot of stuff in your chart was around home. Yeah. So we moved. Yeah. Okay. Checks out. So that was a theme that you're coming back to a lot for last year. This year is like being in the spotlight, getting attention um, in terms of like one of your bigger themes, it's like a stepping out. But with that, a part of your chart that's being activated is also about tapping into your inner child. You know, what did you used to do for play? What is the stuff that you would do that you do to blow off steam? It doesn't have to make you money. It doesn't have to be part of the business plan. What are the things that you do just because they light you up, but then 
also you're on a stage and it's also this feeling of, if I had a word, it's like crush energy. Like you're crushing on life this year. You're going to be feeling like, you know, when you're newly in a crush stage, you are kind of magnetic and everything's like, Ooh, like bluebirds (laughs) and sunshine. And like, you're so nice to like the delivery guy and who's chopping off your like seamless. And you're like, you have a great day. And what does that do though? Around you, it shifts the energy around you because you're like flirting with life. You're seducing the universe because you feel so good. This is an energy that's just being activated in your chart this year. And it is going to thrust you into like the spotlight, your business or you personally, but it's going to ask you to like temper that and to balance that with still allowing yourself to be in play and pleasure because it's easy to do that when there's not a lot going on, but can you still make time for that when the world is telling you to be in more of that quote unquote masculine energy, go do produce spreadsheets. So that's going to be a theme for you. And the last thing that I wanted to say in terms of like soul purpose is shout out back to your sun sign, who was very patient, who didn't get like the top billing on this reading because, you know, it's fun to explore the other parts, but you have, your sun is in Libra and you have a lot of planets. You have a Libra stellium, which means four planets in Libra. So this is going to be a really important part of your soul growth process is embodying Libra energy and being aware of where Libra energy comes to you and saying yes to those invitations. And Libra is about beauty and aesthetics and curating art and making life into art and making things beautiful. But it's also about, it's about love. Libra like loves partnerships and relationships and how you learn through the other. But the thing that I want to point out to you, because you said the charity thing is Libra is not just a pretty face. She is also very much about social justice and she is the scales of justice and bringing balance back where you see things in the world that are out of balance and where it irks you. Or where like you find something that just like that just feels fundamentally wrong. And how can I bring more balance there and therefore bring more beauty and therefore bring more art and therefore bring more like harmony and love and appreciation of the other. So when you mentioned the charity work, that might be, again, this is going to be up for you to decide how all these things synthesize, but just as your cosmic consultant, I just want you to be aware of where that invite is. Say yes. Like, where you feel that. Does that make sense to you? Total sense. We're doing one thing with people with autism. We're trying to pair them currently right now with artists, local artists in town. So the artists will help people that have generally had a harder time expressing themselves, find a medium to express themselves through visual work on pieces of our tent to create the space and make it really beautiful and cool and powerful and just giving people a voice and an opportunity. And that's on having a Leo Midheaven. Just <laughs> Here's my question. Should I have a baby? Can you tell me this? Okay. Legit. Yeah. I don't want to bring that up. It was like too personal. Okay. Hand on heart to just show you what I wrote here. So you don't think I'm making this up. No. But so fifth house energy, everything I just said is fifth house energy. So that's creativity. That's playfulness. But that part of your chart is fertility. <gasps> it's child. It's childhood energy. Also, it's like the energy that makes art is the energy that makes a baby because it's fertility, right? It's things are ripe. So you are definitely in a a year where, and also um, there's a big theme and something else in your chart going on around family and family planning and checking in with your family and growing it. And what does that look like and how that shifts? So short answer, yes. <laughs> and I don't know if you want to get this specific. And of course we can, you know, take any of this out if you're not comfortable. I'm an open book. Open book. Okay. Even though she's a Scorpio rising, the rest of her Sag moon is like, wee, here I am. I love it. (laughs) So this summer, June, July, you're going to be having some transits that could bring in some beautiful Jupiter energy through some significant parts of your chart that rule your health and wellness and also your fertility. So if you wanted to try and you feel good about that and it feels aligned to you, that could be a moment where some soul is ready. I actually was going to ask you because I didn't know if you had children or not. And I was going to say that something was going on around children this year. So I'm happy you brought that up. You're so intuitive. (laughs) You have Mercury in the 12th house. I want you to always follow your intuition, especially when you're speaking, like just trust the things that come up. Practice, man. I'm trying so hard. 
Yeah, it's tricky and it's definitely an art form. But I guess on that note, since you totally, I was going to ask you any, any other questions about your chart and you're like, yeah, my baby wants to know when it's coming. That's why we had this podcast. <laughs> so is there anything else that you want to share or anything you just want to say or something that we didn't get to or just any final thoughts? I think that I am just so appreciative of your ability to be so empathetic and understanding like you have such a gift it's really really amazing to watch you do what you do and it takes a special kind of person i mean i enjoyed this obviously because i'm talking about me right <laughs> like who doesn't enjoy hearing things about themselves in this way but like watching you give this so freely it's just like it says a lot about who you are and i just feel really lucky to have had this time with you so thank you very much Oh, thank you. I received that. And I guarantee you it's helpful to someone out there because the thing that I love about astrology is it speaks to how unique we are, like a fingerprint. We have our soul's fingerprint. This chart, it's like one out of, I don't know the number. Don't don't get mad at me, whoever's listening to this. It's like one out of like 6 million people have the same exact same birth chart. That's probably way off. I'm not great with numbers. But the <laughs> truth of the matter is, is that we're so unique through our charts but we all have the same components. And so astrology also reminds us how actually wholly united we are and how we are, like we said, back to the mirrors. Like there's parts of your chart that I have that are the same. So when I see you living in that and living in that so truthfully, it like activates something in me. So someone definitely, definitely I know is going to have some sort of like aha moment listening to you. So thank you for your vulnerability for your truth, for your humor. I'm very excited to see, you know, what you do and where you go with this. I guess I should ask like the podcast question, where can people find you? So we are taking a small hiatus. My neighbor that I was working with just had a baby and I had the baby recess. So we are taking a, a little break right now, but you can find us. Um, it's BeMyNeighborPodcast.com or Apple, iTunes, all the things you can find it on Instagram at BeMyNeighborPodcast. And I am at Bevan A. Prince. And we are at recess by Bevan Prince. And all the things there, you can you can find all the information and check in. I'm obviously not a great social media poster, as we've learned today, but um, occasionally I pop in. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for all of those ways people can find you. I know people are going to want to follow your journey. And yeah, we'll just stay in touch. I'm excited to hopefully just be part of your journey now. I'm here now. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> same, 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 same. I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic RX, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.